Day one, eating raw chicken every day until I get a tummy ache. Day two, eating raw chicken every day until I get a tummy ache. Day three, day four, day five, day six, eating raw chicken every day until I get a tummy ache. So far, I don't have a tummy ache, but I am starting to grow a few feathers. Don't try this at home. Why did you want to see how far you could take this? I mean, if you ask a conspiracy person of me, it's because... That's who I want to ask. What does the conspiracy <laughs> person of you think? What's been happening, bro? Talk to me. What's what's going on in your life? You've gone on to this new endeavor, which is eating raw chicken, and it seems like it's just blown up. Is your tummy aching yet? <laughs> All right. So I would say things are going good. A little backstory there. Yeah, so I did – I'm sure you're aware of the raw meat page. I did um, – a couple of years on that, I would come, come like on and off with it. You know, like sometimes I'd get bored and like disappear for a few months with the Instagram and stuff, but I just, I just wanted to do something new. And what happened was in December, I posted just like an old chicken video I had. It was from like two and a half years ago. You know, like I look like pretty rugged in it. Uh, it was like coming off the end of like some health problems and like some like plant-based diet stuff. So it was like the beginning of my like learning about learning from like the carnivore diet people and like the benefits of meat and stuff. So I was like in rough shape and I just, I posted it on my Instagram just to be like, I can't believe this was over two years ago. Like I ate this raw chicken in front of whole foods just to see what would happen. And like, I look <laughs> definitely better now. Like I was in rough shape and like it, it, somehow it just like caught the algorithm for the first time in a long time. And like that shit, went like kind of crazy. So I don't know, it got like 60,000 likes and people were just commenting like all day for like a month, just like, you can't eat raw chicken. You're going to die. Salmonella has entered the chat. I'm just like yeah. seeing, I'm seeing these same comments over and over and over again, like all day. And it just kind of like, you know, I get like, I just want to do it more out of like spite, you know, to like anger people a little bit too. <laughs> and you know, like, yeah, kinda, just like, mess with people because like in a way I'm like I'm not like 100% sure that what I'm doing is like okay but I'm like 75 to 80% sure you know like <laughs> so yeah so I decided <laughs> I yeah I just I decided I was like you know what I'm gonna start a fresh page chicken experiment like it has the potential to like catch on in the algorithm and just like trigger everybody and like blow up as, and, and like it had to be so that they didn't know like my raw meat past. Um, mm. Like I, did, I just wanted it to look like just like some random dumbass is doing this just to see what would happen and like have it go viral. And it worked. Yeah, it's like 220,000 in nine days right now. So that is insane. It's That's fast. like... <laughs> Go on, go on, go on. Yeah, go yeah. On. I mean, I've grown a bunch of pages in my past. Like, I've been in like the meme, meme uh, business or like meme making pages for like ten years mm -hmm. at this point. You know, just started with like just random jokes, like not in like the diet world at all. But this is by far the fastest thing that I've ever grown. You know. And I wanna, like, I wanna get into the the origin, like origin story because I know you, you did have some problems. You were a vegan before as well, like so with some acne, some back pains, and and things like that. Being on the Dr. Phil show. Four hundred and fifty days ago, John began eating primarily raw animal products. This episode is brought to you by our friends and partners at LoanOptions.ai. Are you needing a loan for a project? Maybe it's a personal project. Maybe you want a car or even a home loan. Most importantly, a business loan is what I'd recommend. If you have conceptualized a particular service or a product and you want to bring that 
idea to life. You want to see the funds that you can get, how much you can borrow to bring this idea to life. Go to loanoptions.ai slash 58. The link is in the description. They've launched their 3.0 platform. So enjoy a 50% faster loan journey. They've leveled up the AI game, making it faster for you to compare options from over 75 banks and lenders. They'll assist you throughout the entire process. So if you don't know how much you can borrow from these banks and use their money, then go to loanoptions.ai. They'll give you a clear understanding and a clear direction. So I did a bit of eating raw meat and I went on a, um, a full carnivore diet when I was going into the ADCC, ADCC competition in Australia, which is this big jiu-jitsu tournament. And I went on an entire carnivore diet and I ate raw liver. Even though I felt amazing, I did feel like there was headaches that I got and I had to uh, later on add in fruits. So then I just had a heavy meat um, diet with fruit to clear up the headaches. Like, Have you felt any headaches or diarrhea or uh, anything first going into the meat di- uh, diet and then the chicken diet? Yeah. So basically I've only done small, like one month meat only, like zero carb type stuff. Because my okay. my gate my gateway into the raw world was raw milk, so like I always yeah, had like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I always had the carbs going. So yeah, I was never like the low carb team, and since I had the milk, like I always had the fruit going too. So I, I'm like a always promoting like you know I'm eating like eighty to ninety percent like animal foods, but I always kept some plants in. There's like sauerkraut and kimchi, a couple, there's a few things that I just like to have in my diet too. So I didn't do the 100 oh, So you haven't carnivore. gone full carnivore before. So, you, uh, right. You haven't gone yeah. full carnivore. I've done so a couple you, like, you, yeah, I've done a couple like 30 day runs and I did, gotcha. I did, uh, yeah, I blew up the bathroom once or twice on those. I've listened to, uh, like tons of carnivore podcasts and stories and stuff. So, I know that that's a pretty common attribute mm. to having the uh, bathroom troubles there. Yeah. But I think I've heard that happening and changing diets in other directions too. So I feel like it's just like the, the bacteria in your stomach or something is like, okay, well, we were all here to eat like bread and there's no bread coming in. So I think we got to go. Or, you know, it's just like, changing your microbiome to adapt to your new, your new foods. So you don't, you don't support a full carnivore diet. The meat is just an experiment that you wanted to do, which, which to me makes sense. Like I think before we found fire, I think these, these, I don't know, what do you call them? Homo sapiens um, would have just devoured some animals raw. So I guess that makes sense. Um, I've always had that perspective. So you've never actually gone full carnivore. You'd sort of eat in raw meat in front of the camera and then gone to a normal diet, essentially. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say normal. I would say like animal-based. Yeah, gotcha. Like it's like a, gotcha. like a, I'm like, I get 99% of my nutrients from animal foods and then I eat like a small amount of fruits and vegetables just to keep things interesting and fun. What what do you like going into the chicken diet and like not chicken diet going into eating raw chicken like what does your parents say what does the people around you say because obviously everyone's like all right you're gonna die that's that's yeah. I'm guessing the first thing that everyone says it's you're gonna die if you get this you're gonna get salmonella these mm. are probably the main topics that's spoken what what do you say and then what do you what's your mental battle to be like all right i'm not gonna die i'm just going ahead and i'm gonna do this yeah so i think i mean i uh, in the raw meat community online i'm pretty 
I have a lot of friends on there that have eaten chicken for like a number of years, you know, they're just like regular mm-hmm. people and they'll post like a chicken ceviche that they made or something. So, I mean, I've seen it be done a lot. I've done it like before this page, I probably only ate raw chicken like 10 times. Just like, you know, like once just a month. Or, yeah. Just 10 times, dude. So like I never did it like, but I was always like, like at this point eating raw beef, I'm like, in my head, it's like as dangerous as drinking water to me. And like mm-hmm. chicken, I'm still like, I don't know, like maybe it's a gamble. So I'm kind of like getting, getting over my fear of this. And also just like, I need to see what's going to happen. Part of it is a quality thing. Like I think, so in the raw meat community, they'll say that like bacteria and parasites don't cause disease that like the diseases come from the poisons added to the food and then the bacteria and parasites are blamed for it because they're like at the scene of the crime you know Mm -hmm. does that make sense in a way so like it's like they'll use the allegory of like every time there's a fire like there's a fire truck so it's like you're blaming you could blame the fire truck because they're there every time there's a fire but like they're actually just there to help And the bacteria and parasites, like, you know, some of them are there to help certain things. Saying something is good or bad is in, in the microbiome is kind of like, I wouldn't say a definite science. So yeah, a lot of people just say like, you already have salmonella in your stomach. A lot of people do. And like, you're supposed to be able to live with that. So I think much of the problems that would come from raw chicken are probably due to just what they do to the chickens in the factory farms. You know, they're like Mm. extremely sick. They're filled with pills and antibiotics and injections and eating genetically modified soy and corn. So it's like, that's like an animal that's just barely even surviving in the first place. But then it's like, Mm. you can't say chicken itself just as an animal is going to kill you because like in Japan, you know, like, restaurants in japan will have raw chicken on the menu and stuff like that so it's not and like people will bring up pork too and then like in my dms like everybody that lives in germany is like oh yeah like we eat raw pork at parties once in a while and stuff so like certain things are like common in other areas and -hmm. i think the united states just kind of has like the worst food you know it's like every everything is tested here on the people kind of like the factory farms are just disgusting and all of the all of the food in the stores is pretty much just like not food in any way you know yeah as australians we look over at americans and we like how do you guys eat so much processed food like how do you put all of this into your body um and we all, we all look at America's at awe. One, like, one aspect, it's it's a beautiful, amazing country with so much creativity. And another is just this, like, self-destructing, like, little pot of the world. Um, you mentioned there that you just wanted to see what happens if you ate raw chicken. Why is that the case? Like, why did you want to see how far you could take this? I guess part of it is, like just, you know, like following your intrusive thoughts, like, can I do this? You know, just like, what would it feel like? Everybody is just always telling you like, you're going to get sick from this. And like, you don't really know anybody yourself that has, I don't know. I guess I just like to test things and was willing to try it. It's, I don't know. People think it's crazy and I'm sure it is a little bit crazy, but also I've been in like, I mean, my last page too, for two years, I never got sick. And I had also like 50,000 comments telling me that I was going to the whole time. So it's just kind of like stepping it up another, stepping it up to like season two. Guys, we'll take a break here. This episode is brought to you by Steady Freddy. Steady Freddy is made by Dr. David Renner. And after six years of research and development, the team at Medical Symbiosis is proud to offer Steady Freddy. They have two products. It's called the Steady Freddy Spray, which is a method of delay ejaculation. So especially in the cases of premature ejaculation, I hope 
some of you don't have that, but if you do have that issue, then come to steadyfreddy.com. They have a second product though, which I highly recommend. It's called the Steady Freddy Ball Boost. I definitely recommend the Ball Boost. It is the supplement that needs to be in your supplement stack. Whatever you take to go to the gym, add this little bottle to your stack. It helps maintain your healthy fertility function by supporting your sperm health and its production. Listen to that again. It helps maintain your healthy fertility function by supporting your sperm health and its production. Add that to your stack. The details are in the description. Let's get back to the episode. I don't know how how conspiratory you get, but I reckon there's this mad thing against meat. Like everyone mm-hmm. should go plant-based and... Um, you know, there's an agenda 2050 that's to get rid of meat. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, this thing that moves people into insects. When you went on Dr. Phil, did you feel like he was pushing you and saying, why are you doing, don't do this? Or do you think he was just like questioning you? Yeah. So the Dr. Phil thing, um, one of the guys that worked on the show was just like a fan of the page. You know, he like, he thought it was funny. He liked the memes and he, he DM'd me and was like, Hey, I work for Dr. Phil. Would you ever want to go on? And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. He, so he called me and he was like, you know what Dr. Phil is. Right. And I was like, not like, I never watched it, but like, I kind of get it. And he was like, <laughs> he, he was like, you know, they're not going to be like on your side basically what is what he was saying. And I was like, oh, yeah, said that. I was like, yeah, I know. Like, you only get invited onto Dr. Phil to like kind of be made fun of, you know, like they're mm-hmm. never really going to hear you out. Like they, their views are from like, this person is stupid. And then all the people mm-hmm. at home on the couch, like eating Cheetos are like, oh, that person's stupider than me. So it just makes <laughs> people feel good. But um, I went anyway. Cause he was like, I know you like to like, you can, you can take the jokes and stuff, you know, like, so I, uh, I went on anyway. It took like a while. He was like, they just waited till there was a food episode and then they said I could go on. So they paid me or they didn't pay me, but they paid for the hotel and the flight to go to LA. So mm. I went, I went with my girlfriend and they like pick you up in a little van at like five in the morning and bring you over to the place. It was pretty fun. And I mean, it, they did like practice like pre-interviews and mm-hmm, I talked, mm-hmm. I talked to them for like two hours. They asked me like a hundred questions and like, they were yeah. like really like amazingly open and understanding like, wow, this is actually really cool. And the other people that were on the show, there was like a raw vegan and like three people that went to the hospital from Ozempic. So like, there was no like theme really. The theme was like, mm. don't try diets you see online, even though like, mine was the only one that didn't have a bad ending, you know? And, uh, yeah. So somehow they like threw me in with that. And once I actually got on the show though, and like sat with him, it was just like three minutes basically. I mean, he showed the slideshow of like a few pictures and like the before and after he was like, so you were plant-based and I mean, you look a lot healthier. And basically they ended it with like, but one day you're going to get sick. That's pretty much what it was. It wasn't so much like the anti-meat propaganda. They didn't, yeah, really, yeah. they didn't really go that direction with it. And I'm with you on that, like the entire powers that be are going that direction. But for that, it was mm-hmm. just kind of like raw meat is dangerous, even though you did it for 600 days and you're fine. And we have no explanation for that but we, we, we Googled it and it's bad. Yeah. So that's pretty much how, how, um, how, how shiny was his head? The craziest thing is I'm like six one. So I was like, I was like, this guy's about to roast me, but hopefully I'm at least taller than him. And he's like six, five. I was like, damn. Is he that big? Is Dr. Phil that big? Dr. Phil is like six, five. (laughs) <laughs> the big doc hey. yeah. that's he, that's hilarious that they, yeah go on sorry and he was go like on. um damn what was i gonna say i don't know he was just like he's been doing this for so long he just has the notebook yeah. and like he's not even really there you know 
He's like, you're like the Mm. 80,000th person I've interviewed. And it was his final season. So it wasn't, I don't know. I feel like it could have been better, but it was still a fun experience to go there. What's your favorite question that they asked you? Out of all the questions that they had, I'm sure you've been like asked heaps of the same questions over and over and over again. What's a question that you thought like, oh, actually, that's that's different. They put some thought into that. Um, I, I, yeah, I got, yeah. you know, something to say about that. I feel like, yeah, he during the pre-interviews, they, they asked a lot of questions, just like, how'd you get into this? And like, what are the benefits? And so I think he read some of that stuff because one quote that he said, he was like, well, I've read your stuff and you're actually a very intelligent person. Basically like, I don't know. He didn't call anyone else intelligent on the show. So I felt good about that. But <laughs> he, uh, he was like, basically like, you seem intelligent, but why are you doing this? Something that's so dumb. But I don't know. He didn't, they didn't get into any question that I could have actually explained something that would have taught anyone something. He was just basically yeah. like, so you eat raw meat, do you, do you kiss your girlfriend after that? And this is chicken breast? Yeah, that's chicken breast from an Amish farm. Yeah, my wife won't even handle raw chicken. I, I have to go get it out of the bag and... I hear that a lot. Do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, she, <laughs> surprisingly, uh, yeah. Do you kiss her? Yes. Really? Uh-huh. With that mouth? Sometimes I need to have a toothbrush in between, yeah, but... Yeah. Okay. That was like pretty much it. And the whole audience was like, ha, 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 ha. And my girlfriend was like right there in the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, I did I did see that part. Yeah, I feel like it was just like a very short, I don't know. It was like a roasting, but like he he didn't go too hard on me for, for Dr. Phil history, you know? Yeah. No, I, I do think you sort of cornered him because you have progressed better and there's nothing that they could, they really had that was like, well, see here, you got sick here by doing this. It's like you did this and there's these incredible results from your past to now, which I don't think he could have really nitpicked uh, anything at. So that's probably yeah. Probably why. Yeah, the and only thing the only thing he could say is like that you're gonna get sick in the future. That's all they had. Yeah, he he um yeah, he, exactly. Um so you went why initially you were vegan, yeah. So let's let's run through through that. Why did you go vegan? Uh and how did you feel when you were vegan? And why did you think to yourself, all right, fuck this, I'm going carnival? Yeah, so, all right. I would say, yeah, I grew up on, like, the standard American diet, um, which is just, like, you know, not not going to lead anyone to a good place. And I just never, like, felt great. I forget, like, what age it was. I wouldn't say I was, like, vegan-vegan. I was, I was plant-based, eating mostly plant-based stuff and, like, following – vegan influencers and like watching the vegan documentaries but like if I was going out to eat with my friends to get pizza and stuff like I wasn't strict just at home when I was like shopping for myself I would only get vegan stuff I just like to clear that up because like the vegan people will be like you weren't a hundred percent vegan the whole time it's like okay I was you know like 80 90 percent plant-based the whole time and drinking do you get flack from the not, not, I, as much, not as much as I thought I would, you know, but uh-huh. I, I still follow yeah. tons of vegan influencers, you know, and I like, I'll tag the raw vegans and stuff and be like, yeah, this is me and my friend. Like we're, we both eat raw, but they disagree with me a little bit <laughs> and just to like <laughs> see their reactions. And they're like, you're not my friend. I'm like, we're on the same team. We're both like anti-cooking <laughs> a little bit sometimes. But <laughs> yes, I just, you know, got general health problems. You go on Netflix or Google or anything to find out how to heal yourself. And you end up finding all of the plant-based stuff easy. And this was like before any of like, there was any like carnivore influencers or anything like that, you know? So yeah, you find the vegan stuff and I'm like, oh, people who have cancer can just like go to a hospital in Mexico and drink nothing but fruit juice for a month and cure it. And 
you finding all that stuff. And then I followed like freely the banana girl. If you've, if you know her, she was like 30 bananas a day is all you need to live. And so me and my friends were like buying like boxes full of bananas and like blending them all over the place and stuff. And yeah, that just like led to even worse, I would say. Um, eventually that was even worse health problems. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I just like, wasn't doing great. And it got to the point I'd say like four years ago where I was just, I was like driving, I was living in LA and I was driving around and I was getting these like dizzy feelings, uh, Mm -hmm. taking naps like every day. Like my skin was really bad for like many, many years. Like people in the videos now will be like, your skin's not perfect. I'm like, okay, but it was like horrible before. And it's probably going to take a long time to like, I can tell I'm not like in pain, you know? So like, it's obviously better for me, but, um, yeah, I was like getting dizzy and stuff. And like, I hadn't been to the doctor in like a very, very long time. And my girlfriend was like, let's just go to CVS and like, see if you have diabetes or something. So I went and got tested and like, they said everything was like pretty good. And since I was eating mostly plants, they're like, Oh, your cholesterol is low, you know? Like, mm-hmm. of course it is. But, um, yeah. So, so when you, just, when you got tested, when you got tested as a vegan, uh, what did they say was really good? Like, did they say all your levels was good and your yeah. cholesterol was low? Is that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were like, yeah, your cholesterol is great. Not everything looks fine. No diabetes. And I was like, I thought for like a while that I had diabetes, but really I was probably just getting dizzy because I was eating like so many carbs. I would, I don't know. It was like, I would survive like half the day on like smoothies. So I'm like blending, like I had like the whole like 40 Mason jars filled with different like seeds and powders, adding fruit, every fruit and vegetable I could find. And I was just trying to like cover, I'm like one of these is going to help, you know, like eventually I'll find the mm. perfect, the perfect superfood powder at Whole Foods that's going to make me feel better again. And it just never, it never works that way. And then, yeah, so one of my like really, really long-term friends was just like messaging me on Facebook or something. And he started messaging me. I forget. It was like, it was one of like the meat, meat guy, anti-vegan guys. And I was like, how could you be anti-vegan? Like, why would you be against people who are trying to help? You know, that's the same line that they always say. But I was like open to it because it was my long-term friend who was like an extremely annoying vegan at, for like many years. He was like, you know, like he had like a big long beard and he was like a hippie and he was yelling at people for eating meat. So I trusted him because he like, he switched teams like that. Mm. So right. I started yeah. watching him. And then just got kind of got like addicted to it. Just like watching like thousands of hours of YouTube videos of people that were like, I ate meat and got better. And like, it gave me hope. So I went to, I just kind of, I went to Costco and for breakfast, I was just eating like a steak with like 10 eggs and I would be full for like almost the whole day instead of like getting dizzy two hours later and being hungry again. So I was like starting my day with steak and eggs is amazing. I'm listening to like Saladino and Sean Baker and got into all the, the meat-based podcaster people. And I made a page called... That's who got me. Yeah, I made a Sean page Baker, called... Uh, Sean Baker. Yeah, yeah. On like Joe Rogan. Yeah, that, that got me over the line. But yeah. yeah. So then I, yeah, I made a meme page called Meat-Based News because I always like... It, because plant-based news is like the big like vegan one. So I made meat-based news and it was just to like make memes about the stuff I was learning about, like listening to all the podcasts. It's just kind of like how I, I guess I just wanted the information. Yeah. Digesting it. And like, I just wanted to like make friends in the community so we could like talk about stuff like that. So that worked pretty good. I got like, I didn't use any of my old Instagram meme pages to like help that one out. Cause it was just like, so a different topic. So I had to start that one just mm-hmm. at zero. So like, I just would go into, I'd go on the page, make a bunch of memes. And then like, I'd go to the explore page and type in like hashtag carnivore and just start like following everyone in there, liking their pictures, commenting. 
And it took like a couple months. I had a few thousand followers. And that's like, I guess I started learning about raw milk at that point and like going into the books and like what the, what the heat does to the nutrients of the milk and why raw is easier to digest because of the enzymes and got deep into that. And I was living in Venice. Can you explain that real quick? Can you explain that real quick? Yeah. So I guess the, the reason that people like raw milk better than pasteurized is because, I mean, people will show charts. So like the pasteurized milk, it'll say like 50% reduced or like this, this nutrient is completely destroyed by heat. So they'll have the list. And like when you, when you cook the milk, it kills a, a certain percentage of the nutrients and all of the bacteria and enzymes. And yeah. So the enzymes and the bacteria have like a purpose, you know, like people eat kefir or yogurt and all of these things for the bacteria so, I mean, killing it just makes it like a, a food that doesn't properly function as it's supposed to, like partially mm -hmm. destroyed. And you hear a lot of stories about people that were lactose intolerant and then they can drink raw milk because like the correct enzymes that digest it are still in there, but the heat kills them. Mm -hmm. So that's basically, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. There's a few... Good. There's a, there's a book called The Untold Story of Milk. It covers like okay. the, the history of milk, the history of like cows being brought to the United States and people living off of them, the history of like people getting sick from the milk in New York and like why they started pasteurization and the differences between raw and cooked and stuff. So that book, sure. I've read it a couple of times and that one like it, it covers a lot of different topics like the enzyme topic and stuff like that. So, okay. yeah, I mean, that's basically why, like, do you guys have raw milk in Australia? Yeah. So in, we do actually, how do I say this? In New South Wales, the state that I'm in raw milk is illegal. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing called Cleopatra, which is raw milk, but it's sold as bathing I don't know. It, like, is this illegal? Okay, I've seen, this? I've seen people like I've it's sort of like about that. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 bathe with mm -hmm. the milk, gotcha. and that's what it's sold. But it's yeah. illegal to have raw milk and drink raw milk. Okay, I'm in Florida right now, and you can buy it at a lot of places like farm stands and like butcher shops, but it's sold only for to give to your pets. So you're not allowed to sell it for human consumption here either. Isn't that interesting? Like, well, I want to get back to your transition from veganism to a mm -hmm. meat-based diet. But what do you think that is? Like, why is there such a block on raw milk? And we're adults. Like, why can't we just go and purchase raw milk and drink yeah. raw milk? So, I mean, what they'll tell us is that it was dangerous at certain times, the bacteria or the viruses that you can get from the milk they're protecting us you know so that's why they'll have SWAT teams going to like some small little farm of like a mom and pop that have been selling milk to their neighbors for 100 years that's definitely what they're doing I mean if you ask the, the conspiracy person of me it's because that's who I want to ask what is the conspiracy person of you think so mil milk is filtered blood that has like every nutrient in it. You know, like people can li you can live off milk in that book. I was just talking about the stories of people that like something happened to their throat when they were a baby and they lived off milk till they, there, there was cases up to like 45 and they were still healthy at 45. Like they lived off nothing but raw milk for 45 years. And we're just telling their stories about how they felt. And they were like, I feel healthier than like most of the people around me. So, I mean, it's like, and, you know, it was used in like blood transfusions in hospitals at certain times and stuff. So it's like one of the closest things to like a perfect food and just like a person with a cow in there with cows in their backyard can feed like this great nutrition to their entire neighborhood. And it just kind of mm. ruins the control of like 
you need to be buying all of your food from these stores and you need to be getting your medications and nutrients from it's just putting too much control into the people if you can like live off an animal with an unlimited supply of nutrients like that i think it's putting too much power into the people's hand and they want to control their powers yeah i mean food is like food is like the number one way to control people like yeah if you if you you had unlimited food in your backyard like you're not going to be working 60 hours a week in a city you know (laughs) you're just like i mean some people would but it's it's the ultimate control so i mean yeah the milk thing I mean, you can get alcohol and coffee and every other thing, any, any like dangerous drug from the hospital and all these things that are, can possibly ruin people's lives. And then like milk that's been used for like 10,000 years is somehow the thing that's a problem. It's wild. And um, yeah, so back to uh, your transitions from uh, veganism uh, to Kind okay. of so you started these meme pages um, yeah. and you started the meat news yeah. uh, and then you you started discussing these topics with the, I guess, the carnival base, I guess it'll yeah. be rather than the, the meat base. And then you were moving into the meat-based diet rather than mm-hmm. the full carnival diet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was in, yeah, I was in that crew and um, so a lot of people were just talking about the milk thing, got into the milk thing learned about the nutrients thing. And I was in Venice beach where like there was all these, like, it's like the bodybuilder capital. So like, there's just a lot of stories of the people that were there, like drinking raw eggs. So I started just like testing out that. And then like the raw liver too, you know, like that's somehow that's like the like socially acceptable raw meat in like the carnivore community only is raw liver. So I started doing that. And then, I thought about like, why not try something else? You know, like I'm eating raw liver. I was making raw liver smoothies in the morning with like raw milk, raw eggs and raw liver. And like, at first I thought it was kind of disgusting. And after like a few weeks, I started kind of liking it. Like the milk and the liver, I don't know. It's a, it's kind of a good mix. And I would use that instead of like coffee to like wake up in the morning, you know, give you that liver zap. And yeah, and I was just wondering, it's like, like what, why am I like scared to like try a raw steak, but raw liver is okay. So that's when I decided that was probably like, I probably ran that page for like a year, that meme page. Mm-hmm. And then I was like a lot of, I just made some friends that were eating raw everything. Like I saw videos of them doing it and it just like kind of like unlocked like a like, why is this like, so like disgustingly interesting to me? So I just wanted to do an experiment and that's when I started raw meat experiment. I was like, yeah, like I'm not the first person in the world to do this, but I want to just start on day one. Like I'm being recorded. I'm telling you exactly what I got and where eating it and seeing what happens, you know, like, so I'm not like gatekeeping any information. Like I'm just like a normal person. Like, I'm just going to eat this raw from, I, I did it at Whole Foods because it was right down the street. And I just thought it was like funny to eat raw meat outside of Whole Foods as like a meme and just like maybe see some people's reactions and stuff like that. Because it's like, I bought it there. I should be able to eat it at the tables out there, you know? <laughs> and that, that was, I found that so bizarre that you just went to a large chain like Whole Foods and you know, grabbed a packet of minced meat and then just started like chewing on it. Like <laughs> instead of like going to, you know, like if, if I was going to do it, I, I'd like want to like go into this little market, maybe like a, uh, you know, a butcher and get like the best quality meat mm-hmm. and then just like eat that. But you are like, Nah, I'm just going to go to my Whole Foods and I'm just going to get a packet. I'm going to open it and I'm going to eat it, which is appealing. Like it is appealing. Yeah, Yeah, it it was funny and it like turned into, you know, it was like half meme, half real experiment. I'm sure the chicken page is kind of the same. So I like to do these things. I mean, if you make a, a lot of people try to make a page and like, just be like, I'm correct. 
what you're doing is stupid, you know, and like way too like serious yeah. and like preachy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I ever yeah. did that, like it just it doesn't work, especially for raw meat, because like it's just like funny and like just unhinged, you know, in like the normal person's mind. So like I have to make it funny to get people to even start to listen to my understanding, you know. And it worked. Like I I make it into a joke. I make the captions like these like long unhinged stories, but after like reading it for a few weeks, people are like, Oh, I actually, I actually get it now. Or like most people will be like, I thought you were crazy. Now I get it. I still don't want to eat raw meat, but like I added raw milk or like raw eggs to my diet and I stopped eating processed foods. So that's pretty much what I'm trying to the raw meat. Like it is something I believe in. But it's also just a good way to get attention to like, I tell people all the time, I'm like 95% of your problems would go away if you just like ate whole foods, you know, if you stopped mm. processed foods, that's all you need to do. Eat meat, vegetables, fruit, whatever you want to do. Like you don't have to pick a team or anything. You just, if you stop eating processed foods for like six months, like you're probably going to be in better way better shape than you were. So it's bringing attention to stuff like that, you know, the whole seed oils thing. There's just so many food yeah. topics you can cover in the captions. And like people also just like seeing me eat weird stuff. So that kind of just like brings attention to it. And the chicken will be probably harder to do that. Cause like, I don't know. I feel like the raw meat followers came from the animal based community mostly. And the chicken people mm. are coming just from like, just from nowhere. Like these people are just like, I just want to, I just want to see where, if this guy dies. Like I, like they're not, <laughs> I don't think they're interested in diet whatsoever and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I just, was running through the, one of the comments was hilarious. Um, it was like, Oh no, he's not going to make it to GTA six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like the best. Yeah. So they're just, and, but I mean, they're extremely funny people. I mean, I'd say 50, 50, half of them are like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And then like, you look at their picture and it's like, not, not a person I would take diet advice from anyway, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah. But I mean, I feel like I they're also, very creative. Yeah. They're very creative, the chicken, the chicken page. Like you go into that comment section and it's just it's it is a bit of laugh. It's pure chaos. I love it. <laughs> and the DMs are amazing too. Like I've shared like a million on the story if you saw that. But um Yeah, yeah. I, I see it's it's cool that you just you've made some highlights of them as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. which is really cool. So I feel like, yeah, it's like if you just stumble across the page, you'll be like, I hope this guy dies because I don't know anything about him and this is stupid. And then you start seeing like the funny comments and the memes in the story. And eventually, you know, like half of them will be like, okay, this is kind of funny. And I think I like this person and half of them will still be like, I hope he dies, but that's, that's just the internet. You know, I, I put that on myself by doing a raw chicken experiment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, do you, do you do, uh, do you do this live as well? Have you, have you thought about doing it like, you know, on TikTok live, for example, because it is it is annoying as a creator. Instagram doesn't really support creators, I feel. Like, mm -hmm. you know, YouTube, Rumble, TikTok live does. Like, yeah, TikTok also has a similar model to Instagram when it comes to Australia specifically. Like, I think mm -hmm. Spain, England... Um, they have a few pockets where they, they do have the YouTube model where it's like, we'll put ads on, on your videos and you know, you, you, you get a return on it. Like i got some videos that are like, you know, 200 K a million and you don't get anything in Australia unless you go live and then, you know, you got the community supporting you yeah. and, um, you do it that way. Have you like done any, any any live videos before eating this stuff live? Today was the first one. Oh, you Our, did one today? Yeah, I did one today just on the chicken page. I ate like two chicken breasts and like a bunch of liver, chicken liver. 
And I just did it. I did it at the park today. And I was like, the chicken liver actually tasted good. Like, I was kind of surprised. It tasted better than cow liver, I think. And you drink the juices, dude. You drink the chicken juices. What? I had to. <laughs> I, it, what do you mean you had to? You didn't have to at all. It was a, it was a, I got there and it was a thought in my head. And I was like, you know, I brought the little shot glass with me. And I was like, I think the most disgusting thing I could possibly do is just dump this. It's just like, I don't know, that video, that video went so viral. It's on like, I've seen it on like 45 Twitter, Reddit posts, like everywhere. And it's just like, because to me, that's just like waking up in the morning and going to make like a funny video. And like, I'll, sh I'll text it to my friends before I post it and just be like, look at this shit today, bro. And uh, <laughs> but like looking at it as an outsider, it's like this random dude in a suit is at the park <laughs> with like a minion cup and he yeah. just stares into the camera with like a dead face and drinks the chicken <laughs> juice out of a shot glass. It's like just the most insane shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred percent. It's it's so insane, but it's so good. And uh, <laughs> like, I guess your meme it works with the whole meme background, everything. Like, yeah, it is it is captivating. You know, you're like watching it, and you're just like, what is he doing? But I gotta keep watching yeah. and see if this guy dies or not. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I always want it to be. Like, you know, all the health influencers, like, they're amazing. But, like, not many of them are, like, willing to, like, joke about themselves yeah. or, like, anything. And my my history is, like, I mean, all of my income is from, mm. like, making memes for brands and other pages. So, like, I get paid nice. to be funny, you know, for, like, other people. Like, ghostwriting memes for meme pages and stuff like that. So basically, yeah. like back in the day, I made some pages, you know, they did pretty good. And then that's basically like your resume. They're like, hey, you have 800,000 followers on a meme page. Like, do you want to make memes for my thing? So that's, mm. that's what I've been doing for like eight years now. So I just use like comedy to, it's like a kind of like, it's a comedy page. But like, if you really are interested, like you can learn you can learn some actual helpful information from it, you know? And all my old projects yeah. were like, like dog memes or like, you know, like just like nothing. It was fine, but like, it's not something I was passionate about. You can't learn from it. Mm -hmm. Like now I can like share books and podcasts and things that will like actually help people figure out how to help themselves. Mm -hmm. And like, just from and the I'm amount of, the amount of DMS that I get that are like thanking you know, I get like, I get a lot of hate. Raw meat is like one of the most hateable things you could possibly do. But I also just get tons of people that are like, hey, like, I'm not into the raw meat personally, but like, I changed these five things about my diet after reading your captions. And like, I've had the best year of my life. Like, thank you for. And these are people that would never like follow Paul Saladino, you know? They're like, mm -hmm. I'm following like a meme page that's about raw meat. Cause that's like just a crazy thing to make a meme page about. And then you kind of end up like slowly brainwashing them through that. Mm. <laughs> so it's just uh, like, yeah, a, Paul, so he's, he's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. He's, he's fantastic. But go on. You, it, it was just, you were about to finish it. Uh, um, that sentence. I don't, yeah, we're good there, but yeah, Paul Saladino is really cool. We've talked a decent amount. Yeah, he was years. meant to come on a podcast uh, in the middle of COVID and then something happened with him and then he wanted to reschedule and then we're, we're going to get that done. One question that I have from a um, few people that I've asked if they want to ask you something and you did touch on this a little bit, but I'll um, put it to you. What's your thoughts on factory farms and the quality of foods that they produce versus grass-fed pasteurized and regenerative regenerative farming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I try and teach people and promote 
you know, the closest to nature that you can get is going to be the best for everything. But Mm -hmm. of course, we're in a time where due to like the financial system and everything else that's going on, like the eat what you can afford people are also right. Like you do need meat as a human. And if all you can afford is factory farm stuff, like that's going to be better than not eating meat. And that's, I would cook that, you know, too. Like sometimes I eat cheaper stuff sometimes, you know, I, I eat cooked food sometimes. Like there's no secret about that. I tell people like I eat mostly raw. I eat mostly animals, but like I keep everything open. Like I don't have any rules about what I eat. Um, yeah. So I try to tell people like, you know, a cow eating grass outside is has like a 99% chance of being a healthy cow. The ones in the factory mm. farms, they're just like so unnatural injected with things on drugs that there there's a very high chance it's going to be a sick cow you know like a mm. like a person eating the standard american diet or something like it's just it's it produces unhealthy animals and they're not getting all of the nutrition that they should be so it's not going to be as good for your body it's not going to be good for the animals it's not going to be good for you know they grow all the monocrop stuff covered in pesticides to feed a lot of these animals too so i mean you're destroying soil overall it seems like something that can't last forever doing it that way like the regenerative stuff is obviously great um but yeah i mean it can be pretty expensive a lot of the times lately i've been eating i i get the it says 100 percent grass-fed beef at aldi I don't know if you guys have Aldi, but it's like a yeah, cheaper, we do. Yep. cheaper grocery store and it's like $5 a pound. And like, mm. if I go to the farmer's market to get grass fed beef, it'll be like 14 or something, you know? So it's like, I, I eat the Aldi stuff raw all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I've never got sick from it, but yeah, I mean, if, if I had unlimited money or like start figuring out how to monetize something online and make more money i would just never eat factory farm food again Mm. why why do seed oils kill us seed oils well it's partially just because they're like so incredibly far from nature that's pretty much the theme of everything the further you get from nature the worse it seems to get for you but um it also just like displaces animal fat which is like one of the most important ways to get nutrients and energy in an animal that eats other animals like us so i think it's a mix of those two things i mean eating is close to nature like people will say like this is my natural diet but it's like does your natural diet has to exist in nature by definition you know so it's like Mm -hmm. You know, that's why, like, the vegans eating, like, if you need supplements that were invented over the last 50 years for your diet to work properly, then, like, it's clearly not the natural diet of your species. So, seed oils, it's just, you can't invent something that's better than what already worked because there's already, I mean, in, like, Weston Price and just all of these, like, examples of people living around the world with perfect health living 80 to 100 years no obesity no diabetes no cancer eating from nature and they all eat like an animal-based diet some of them 100 percent animal foods some of them mostly animal foods they eat meat meat and organs and seafood and you know whatever but they always it's always animal-based it's always but basically what i'm getting at is Like there's unlimited evidence of humans living perfect, 100% full, healthy lives, eating from nature and nothing ever needed to be invented to change that. And everything that has been invented to change that has made it worse. And I mean, some people would say that's on purpose. I would probably be on that team. I hear ya. Um, are you taking blood samples through throughout this process? No, I haven't been. Um, I did a couple times. I did 
for like, I was doing a stick of butter a day experiment just to see what happened to my cholesterol. Yep. And I, it only lasted like three weeks on that one. I think it was like too much fat for me to digest at the time. Mm-hmm. So it came out in like a, after like three weeks, it started coming out in like a liquid form on the other side. But yeah, I got test. I was going to do like testing like once a month for that and show it publicly. My cholesterol, it's went up, it went up like a hundred points from the time I tested at when I was plant-based. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't see that as a bad thing. The doctor was like, it's, it's not bad now, but just be careful pretty much. But, uh, you know, the, the cholesterol people will say like, a lot of them say like high cholesterol makes you live longer or in certain ways, natural cholesterol, not like cholesterol from processed foods or something. What about your test levels? Where, where were they at? I uh, haven't been tested for that. Uh, test for that, John. That's what we want to know. Yeah. I don't know if there's these increases or decreases. I mean, I can definitely just tell as like a human being. That yeah. What, what, what would you say? What would you say? Yeah. I mean, on the plant-based diet and all of that for that long of a time, like I just know as a person from like my energy and motivation and everything that it was mm-hmm. low. And yeah. I mean, just over the last couple of years of, being on an extremely meat heavy diet, I can tell that mm-hmm. like everything's going uphill. I don't think I'm at like, you know, like David Goggins level of like motivation and energy, but I can definitely tell that I'm doing better. Like your muscle mass has improved, like your body composition, your mood, um, yeah, like I mean, your cognition and everything on the meat diet, you'd say has improved from your vegan diet. Oh yeah, for sure. Gotcha. Um, I got a couple more for you, right? Yeah. Let's say that I don't know how deep you are with uh, the WEF, but in this podcast, we're not a fan. We're not a fan. Gotcha. All right. But let's say. Klaus Schaub is one. It's 2050. They've got everyone eating bugs. What are you going to do then? Where, where's the content going to be at? Well, I'm not going to be a bug influencer because I'm never going to play the game. <laughs> um, I know sometimes, you know, I get these like dark thoughts where I'm like, you, I could just make a vegan meme page and sell like sea moss and probably make like a million dollars. And I'm like, I can't do it and still sleep at night. So I have to promote raw meat, which nobody gives a shit about. But (laughs) yeah, I I couldn't go down the bug route. I'm sure I would like live in some like underground community that has like some sort of meat connect, you know. I would probably be like (laughs) like a drug dealer, but for like beef jerky in that society. I'll be in that society purchasing. I'll be a customer for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll, wear, I'll wear like a mask and be like traveling in the sewers, delivering beef jerky to people. <laughs> Get me a full case. Um, talk me through the new podcast you've launched. How did that start? And um, yeah, it's uh, it's called um, Meat Sweet Podcast. Is that right? The Meat Sweats. Meat sweats podcast. Yes. Yeah. Talk me through that. Yeah. I just, I just, um, there's just so many people that like I talk to in the DMs that have cool stories. So I just Mm want to like be able to share them. Like it's going to be a mix of like, you know, any, anybody in the health community, like the, any low carb carnivore people, I'm probably not going to cover any plant-based people. It's going to be like a, I'm I was also thinking of doing like a meat heels like calling it something like that. Cause like, I want the theme to be like meat helped me is pretty much what I want the theme to be, but also yeah. just like Hello. the first episode I did was with this guy, um, Mike Keen. He just randomly emailed me and he was like, I just kayaked 2000 miles across Greenland eating nothing but like seagull eggs and seal meat that he did like the the Inuit diet 
for six months and he tested everything, tested his, he sent in poop samples, his blood, lost like 20 pounds. And yeah, he's going back in like two months to do the same diet again, but without the insane amount of kayaking through the ocean and icebergs. So yeah, just, just to like see what happens on that diet with the exercise and without the exercise and compare that. So I just thought it was like an insanely interesting story and like the things that they were eating up there, you know, they're like, he has like a kind of like, what's, what's the limit on like bacteria and rotting meat? Cause around the world, like a lot of people eat some weird stuff like that. So he said, one of the things they do up there is they'll throw a net, catch 500 of these little seabirds. And then they put all of the seabirds inside of a dead seal, bury it for a year and then they open it up and eat all of the rotting birds. And like, it's just like one of their favorite foods. You kind of get like high off. I've heard of Eskimos like getting high off of like fermented fish. Like when there's so mm. much bacteria and it's like so rotten after mm. many, many months, like you kind of get like a, like a euphoria from it. Mm. So yeah, he's just into stuff like that. And I was like, you talk to people in the DMs and it's like, I can't be the only person hearing about this. So the podcast is just to share stories like that i i got this mic for it but the chicken page kind of took off right after and i'm working on a few other projects so uh i haven't got episode two up yet episode two is going to be with the seed oil destroyer whatever his name is he just he makes like anti-seed oil memes he's a friend of mine yeah so it'll just be you know all the topics that i'm sure you would cover the same I love it. And everyone can follow you, Spotify, YouTube, and all the platforms, yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm getting them loaded up. I haven't figured it out yet. And um, just a couple more before uh, let you go because mm-hmm. it is nighttime there and you can go party, you know, do your thing. Yeah, we're going um, to uh, Nice, nice. Um, what, someone getting into a meat-based diet, what, who would you recommend they follow and where do you recommend they start? If I was, I always like recommend Paul Saladino to people that come into my DMs. They're like, hey, yeah. I have psoriasis and I'm wondering if raw meat will help. I'm never like, this is what you have to do. I'm like, I think you should start learning about an animal-based diet, natural foods, you know, follow, follow somebody like Paul Saladino and he, mm. you'll just, you'll just learn how to help yourself. Like you can take it to raw meat, you know, like people do that, but like the chances that somebody's going to do that is very low. And also like, I just wouldn't recommend going directly into that. Like there's, there's some things to learn first and then you can like play around with that if you want. Gotcha. Yeah, he's fantastic, especially that he brings up studies and um, yeah. yeah, he's quiet. Scientific. And I would also, and he's a himself. I would say for like a book, this, uh, just like the Weston Price, you know, I'm sure you're familiar. Nutrition and physician. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, just so much evidence of what people looked like before and after processed foods, basically. And evidence that like, he went out looking for vegetarian societies that were healthy and never found any and was like, okay, we're, we're a meat-based people, you know? Yeah. And that'll be in the description below. Um, kangaroo meat, you ate kangaroo meat straight out the packet. What's your thoughts on raw kangaroo? It's quite a lean meat, not much fat on it. Mm-hmm. What was your thoughts on that? It was possibly the leanest meat I ever had. I thought it was pretty good. It, Tasted, I would say, like deer, uh, you know, like a, a deer that's all muscle, like a deer that stands up on two legs and probably like runs out into the highway over there. I don't, you guys got a lot of them, huh? <laughs> yeah, we, we got don't, we don't get much. Birds. And, and it, it was expensive too, because it probably had to come a long way. Yeah, they're actually an interesting fact about kangaroos is they're considered pests. They can't be caged up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we can't have these big factory farming of kangaroos. Wow. So it, they get into distress and then just fall and collapse and die, um, wow. which is quite interesting uh, with kangaroos. Um, so, yeah, it, so the taste was just like deer, essentially. Yeah, it was pretty pretty much like venison. It tasted a little like organy, you know, like livery when I had it. Um, mm-hmm. Like when I have like the beef packs that have like the 5 or 10% organs in them. It tasted gotcha. like that a little bit too. Yeah, but it was just, there was, I don't think there was like a molecule of fat in the package. <laughs> okay, John, if I was to try just straight raw meat, what meat should I try first? All right, so when I recommend people... And I might do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So give me a tasty meat out of all the raw meats that there is without cooking. What's the one meat I should try first? I would go with like a lean grass-fed steak. That would be... It's the best bet, you know, but... um. Are you talking like a scotch fillet? Are you talking like a rump? What are, what like are we, a, what are we like working top, with here? Top sirloin kind of guy. Do you guys have that cut? Okay. Yep. Yeah, something yep. like yep. that. I mean, if you want All like right. a, a really good dish, of course, steak tartare would be the best. You could make that out of the same cut. I'm big into the taste of raw seafood. So, I mean, ceviche is like one of my favorite foods of all time. And okay. I mean, raw swordfish is amazing. Oysters are like normal sushi, sushi. you know, fish is kind of like the like halfway socially acceptable raw meat. And then beef is where people get a little scared. But yeah, for raw meat, like I feel like some people say fish doesn't count. So I'm going to go with just like a good lean steak. Good lean steak. All right. By the next time we speak, I will eat a good lean steak of meat. John, it's been a pleasure, my brother. Uh, Raw Chicken Experiment is the new project. It Mm -hmm. is exploding. Um, Really cool to see your growth. And especially in the last two weeks, it's surpassed your other page and you've built a whole new community, which is really cool. Uh, I've followed you for a long time. I suggest everyone go follow you and just because I love the honesty on it. You start on camera raw and you eat and you say, all right, I'm going to see what's going to happen. And that's my favorite way of doing science. So I really yeah. appreciate it. And thank you so much for being on. I'm going to put all the links in the description as well. Um, and the floor's to you if you like to leave them with anything else. That sounds good to me. I appreciate you having me on, bro. Yeah, when you asked me to be on here, it was like the page was pretty small. And now it's like kind of going crazy. So. Yeah, I appreciate my first my first podcast as the raw chicken guy, and um, yeah, it's just it's going to be a fun page. We'll see what happens with it. Chick, chicken gang, chicken gang to the moon. Let's go, let's go. Pleasure, brother. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, bro.